buenos dias. Thank you for tuning in to This Is Your Mind Ranting. My name is Chris Crush Cristobal. Asshole, degenerate, uh, gun freak, and pretty much any four-letter word in the dictionary. Okay, so today I actually wanted to talk about something ridiculously funny. Two things, actually. I can't believe I would ever be grouped in here, but I'm a huge fan of Brandon Herrera's uh, YouTube work. Uh, for those who don't know who Brandon Herrera is, he is a sexy communist. I'm just kidding. He's probably not a communist, but he is our sexy Mexican-American gun enthusiast who just happens to like communist uh, weaponry, specifically AK and AK variants. Now, Brandon Herrera runs a sub-series on his YouTube channel called uh, The Darwin Awards. The Darwin Awards are basically a collection of videos that Brandon has scoured on the internet of people being idiotic with firearms. And there's a line in every video that he mentions. And I, I would laugh at it, right? Because it, it it's true. And, and the line is, guns are awesome. Idiots, not so much. Put the two of them together and you essentially get a Darwin Award. And for the those who don't know what a Darwin Award is, it's just basically a metaphorical reward you get for removing yourself from the gene pool, uh, whether that is by castration with a bullet or um, through self-harm. Obviously, it's, it's, it's very rare that he ever shows anybody dying. Um, but it's just a combination of education and, you know, comedy gold. So I just finished watching one of the last Darwin Award videos uh, just a few few days ago. And I can't help but to notice that I myself have once been an idiot with a gun. I am so fortunate that I did not videotape this because there's a lot of, lot of people who've done dumb shit. And I think, and I'm not excusing myself. I know what I did was dumb. The, the fact that, and, and I'll get into the story, the fact that it happened, there's no way around it. I didn't do my due diligence. I wasn't being extremely careful because firearms, they're really cool, but they are very dangerous tools. And it's just one of those things you need to be you need to be extremely, extremely mindful of when you're handling them. I've seen plenty of videos of people um, when they reholster their weapon during uh, uh, shooting drills, uh, resting their finger on the trigger, 
and just, you know, putting a hole in their foot. Or, and I've even seen one malfunction of a shotgun in person, um, more so because of, uh, <clears throat> I guess, the person had re-racked a shotgun um, from an uh, after he had loaded up his chamber. Um, he forgot to remove his trigger figure off of, yeah, just forgot to remove his finger off the trigger. And he had re-racked a shotgun, uh, sending a shot shell up the ramp and into the chamber and then you know, having his finger squeeze in there. He did not anticipate the recoil. Keep in mind, this is one of his first times shooting a shotgun. <laughs> so I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen that. And I won't mention names just, just to save, save them the embarrassment. So just to give you a little bit of context, yes, uh, as to why I'm bringing all this up. Um, I am a huge proponent of uh, self-defense weaponry, specifically firearms. You know, these tools can be utilized to even the playing field when someone comes in and breaks into your home. Now, we can get into the whole psychology and the philosophy of what happens during a, a during a break in, but at that exact moment, you can't. When the break in is happening, you can't really determine what they're there for, what kind of weaponry they have. You know, what's their state of mind? Are they? Um, hallucinating are they on drugs are they just looking to make a quick buck are they there's just so many variables and so many you know things to consider and at that exact moment you're not thinking about that you're thinking about your own safety and you're thinking about the safety of your loved ones and, you know, there's a whole bunch of crazy laws that go into self-defense here in the state of California that, you know, you kind of have to be mindful of. So it's like you have 30,000 things going on in your head. You want to make sure you don't, you know, you want to incapacitate the guy. Um, you don't want to shoot him once he's down and he's no longer a threat. You don't want to shoot him as he's running out. So, you know, you have those things. But there's so much adrenaline, so many endorphins being released. Um, not to mention, you know, if if the robbery or the break-in happens during nighttime, I mean, do you want to go out? Do you want to stay hunkered down? I mean, the best thing to do is to stay hunkered down. But, you know, there's people out there who really want to go out and, you know, scan their sectors and, play commando and i think even even some of the more highly trained individuals uh people that do this kind of training on a daily basis uh special operators and police force um trainers they'll tell you that's one of the most idiotic things you can do by yourself uh room to room clearing it just it's not as simple as they make it out in the movies i mean People just get a lot of information from movies and just think that's that's the way to do it. So 
room to room clearing, hallway clearing. I mean, you also got to take into consideration of like death, you know, I guess death zones or like death funnels, uh, which are like sections of the home where you have the most advantage might be like a hallway. So like I said, huge proponent of um, weapons in terms of self-defense. They're also quite fun. I mean, I think some of the most fun I've ever had with, with friends is actually uh, going out and shooting a couple targets because one, you know, it is mentally stimulating. You know, you do have to focus on the target. And then on top of that, it could be a way to blow off some steam without actually causing any harm. If, if the ATF ever listens to that, I'm not proposing anybody go out and shoot somebody. Okay. All right. So don't come back at me with that ATF <laughs> or Spotify. Um, so besides all of that, the reason I bring up, you know, this whole self-defense thing, and I bring up Brandon Herrera, is the fact that I was once an idiot with a gun. So, currently, I know you guys can't see it. You probably can't hear it. In front of me, I have my Springfield XD chambered in 9mm. Only real setup that I have on this guy is a, a Streamlight TR uh, TLR7 home defense nightlight. And then on the side, I, I wish I could show a video of this. Um, so right now the weapon is clear. There is no magazine. I am physically inspecting the barrel. It is empty. I stuck my finger in there once or twice. And now I'm going to chamber the empty gun. And then let's do a quick check. Yep. So I bring this up because um, I like to do a lot of dry firing. Okay. I definitely would love to be in the position one day where I can make more than one or two trips to the range a month. I'd like to make it maybe a weekly thing, like two, two days out of the week. But that shit does get expensive. Um, inflation has definitely not been kind to self-defense ammo. I mean, it, it was crazy to imagine at one point that 22 long rifle, okay, blinking rounds, all right, rounds that you could shoot <clears throat> 500, 600 of, and your shoulder would be fine, right? Try shooting 1,000 rounds of 9mm out of your pistol. I mean, it, it's doable. Trust me, it's doable. Um, but man, it is a bitch to handle that much. So to replace that um, extra week of uh, or that extra visit to the range, I like to do a lot of dry firing at home. You know, during lunchtime or any time that I have like a, a few minutes to kill, it really doesn't take too long, you know. So I'll draw from 
from a low ready position or from you know a holster from my pocket or from my drawer so i'll even simulate like if i'm laying down call me crazy but you know practice does make perfect even though perfect isn't really a thing but better to be slightly prepared than not prepared at all so i'll go through all that and obviously i will clear my magazines out and um for anybody who is curious in my 10 round magazine uh, these are california legal magazines i am carrying uh norma jhp hollow points i think it's a 115 grain hollow point um, got a chance to shoot it pretty nice it cycles well in the gun so I like to do a lot of dry firing. Obviously, when I do dry firing, um, I take out all of the bullets in the magazine and I insert snap caps. Now, snap caps are just basically like fake bullets. Um, you know, it's, it's a makeshift cartridge that doesn't have like, um, that doesn't have primer, or it doesn't have a projectile or propellant, anything of that sort. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because I did not believe in snap caps or I, not that I didn't believe in them. I, I didn't know they were a thing. So I was just told that you could dry fire uh, with a semi-automatic uh, pistol. So there I was, you know, doing my thing and my dry firing is, is, is quite simple. So I'll just kind of like have the gun in an empty position. Um, do like a, an imaginary, well, not imaginary, but do like a, a, a magazine swap. So I'll hit the magazine release button, reach for a new magazine, slam it, and then send it home uh, by either engaging the slide stop or grabbing the rear end of the slide and racking the slide. So a lot of that. I also do like site acquisition. So, you know, I have like three or four targets in my house that I'll aim for and I'll transition from. So I keep it really simple with my dry firing. Um, and I like the emergency magazine reloads. And I've even done um, malfunction practices uh, with spent cartridges uh, that I'll take home from the range. Well, here I was thinking I was confident one day, right? It was just, a, I think it was just a Saturday. This is the beginning of the story, sorry. So it's its a Saturday. I'm bored out of my mind. I just finished up playing, you know, a little bit of Metal Slug. Um, dinner wasn't, uh, dinner had already settled. Um, and my wife went to go talk to, uh, I think she went with her mom or um, she was talking with a neighbor outside of our of our place so i said you know what let me just take some time to maybe do a little bit of dry firing i had slacked off that week um so i was like all right let me do a little bit of dry firing and i just happened to have a second magazine that i had purchased recently so right there was a perfect opportunity of for for me to not just practice a magazine swapping but like inserting another magazine as opposed to dropping just the one magazine, picking it up from the floor and slamming and sending it home. So had that other magazine, put it in my pocket. Now, I 
do a pretty good job at double checking everything. And this is where the funny, oh, I wouldn't call it funny. It's funny now, but back then it was, it was just idiotic. It was stupid. But back then I didn't bother checking to see if I had emptied out all of the rounds on that second magazine. I know the rounds for the first magazine were gone, but I did not check to clear that last round because I was just, I was careless. I was just, you know, it, you could push the round simply just by, you know, pushing the back end of where the primer um, is on the bullet and you just, Almost like if you're uh, using a Pez dispenser. So I didn't bother checking. So within a matter of what felt like minutes, when in reality it was just seconds, I had racked the slide back, um, engaged the, uh, the stop slide. So I checked the gun, make sure it was empty, ran the drill, so hit the magazine release button, watch this magazine drop, reach for the second one, right? I was just having keeping an eye on the target or my where my site acquisition was. Um and for the day for that day it was my dresser, uh my guitar or a little wall. Um, a little wall setup that we have. So there I am sending the second magazine home. And that, this is, this is entirely my fault because I noticed, I think I caught something on top of my slide. So on the Springfield XDs, and I think uh, most pistols, they have a, a round chambered indicator. So there's like a little lever that will indicate that there is a round in the chamber and it goes slightly up. Now, if you're not paying attention to it, I mean, which you should be, even if you are dry firing and you know there's ammunition out of the way, you should definitely take a look at the pistol. So I get my sight picture ready get my sights lined up and then i pull the trigger and out comes a spicy surprise and as a result the room slightly smells like gunpowder there's a huge hole in the dresser and the freaking bullet rips through one of my pants fortunately nobody else was in the house at the moment um in fact, my pets were in the other room while I was doing this. And I just, <clears throat> the funny part about all this is the fact that I looked at the gun as, as, as the slide went back and I just saw the smoke coming off, off out of the front of the barrel. I looked at it and I almost was like, well, how dare you? How dare you go off, right? Knowing that the pistol had nothing to fucking do with what happened so it's it just mind-boggling it's mind-boggling um to say the least that um i wasn't being too careful so 
fortunately, nothing really catastrophic happened. In fact, I don't think anybody really freaked out. It honestly sounded like a really large thump. So, um, wife found out she was pretty pissed about that. Um, we had to look at that hole for a little bit until we had time to go pick out another dresser. So, yes, I was almost the recipient of a Darwin Award. Oh, no. No, I was just being an idiot with the gun because I wasn't trying to eliminate myself from the gene pool. It just it just happened. So, I mean, to all my dry firing enthusiasts out there, please, 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 please double check everything. I mean, I, I even wrote an article about it yesterday uh, for um, with my experience with dry fire and how confident I really thought I was and experiencing the Dunning-Kruger effect for myself. So this shit just happens. Well, no, it doesn't happen. Sorry, sorry. You know, Brandon Herrera would definitely call me a fucking idiot for that. No, these things don't just happen. Don't be careless. Don't be careless. This is more of a PSA. Um, and it's funny because as I watch those videos and I think back also to a time where I was making fun of a friend who I'd taken to uh, make sure they go uh, qualify for their firearm safety certificate here in the state of California. They had gotten one question that wrong on there. They did pretty well. They did pretty well, but they did get one question wrong that I was just like, how in the hell? Right. And the question was, um, what would be the safest place to rest your finger? This guy. Okay. This guy had the nerve to go ahead and circle on the trigger. Right. He probably has been listening to too many rap groups for his own good. A lot of these guys talk about resting their finger on the trigger, um, especially if they're standing by their boys or they're standing in a huge group. Yeah, that's not a good, good look, especially when you have it ready to rock and roll with one in the chamber. So I look back at that and I'm just like, well, I had my finger resting on the trigger. I pulled it <laughs> and I sent that son of a bitch. So. Definitely try to be safe with this stuff, guys. I mean, I, I'm the one who pulled the trigger. I'm the one who caused the hole. Wasn't the gun's fault. I was being careless. So try not to do the same thing I've done. Be smart and have fun with it. Honestly, have fun. Okay, so that's all there is really to it. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and link the Substack newsletter on there that way you guys can laugh at that um, I went into a little bit more detail here on the podcast but um, I also talk about the Dunning-Kruger effect um, on the newsletter so definitely check that out so until next time guys be safe be well take care of yourselves adios